we finally hit the end of the road of our multiple part series, what we learned about the Cleveland Browns. And we come to our last two conclusions and they are other, no other than what Deshaun Watson means to this organization. We'll tell you why the Cleveland Browns made the choice and made the decision that they needed an elite quarterback and Deshaun Watson was their guy. We'll talk about it all on the next episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on ELLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, whether it's your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the show. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. And, of course, on YouTube. Um, just even to go through the thought process here, um, Garrett and I dropped uh, the episode on Friday. And, of course, this was – in relevance, you know, to the hearings uh, ending for Deshaun Watson as of now. Um, and we're waiting to hear the verdict on that. That episode is up almost to 13,000 views, just an incredible number. And certainly we could not be more appreciative of everybody um, for putting their uh, you know eyes and ears essentially on that. Um, just a great, great thing. Closing in on, I think it's almost you know, 1,150 subscribers. We're trying to get to, you know, 2,000 hopefully by camp. So for everybody, you know, who does not to this point, make sure you've got Locked On Browns um, in the rotation on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, BetOnline.net. As Garrett mentioned here, we are going to close out the series here, things we've learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. Um and I don't think there's any way you can talk about this Browns offseason and not have the emphasis on the on-field impact this team truly feels that Deshaun Watson can bring. Um, what we have learned to this point from two years of Andrew Barry as general manager, Kevin Stefanski as the head coach, um, most of the coaching staff still in place. Um, I think they feel maybe what slowed down and stopped them from going further in the 2020 playoffs, certainly everything we saw in 2021 injury-related, is that this team felt they needed more at the quarterback position. Good in 2020, as Baker Mayfield was, maybe essentially the motto is good isn't good enough. Um, you went out and you got a player in 2020 who literally carried a terrible, terrible team in the Houston Texans, and he carried them nowhere, but literally carried them. Almost 5,000 yards in the air, uh, 40 touchdown passes, well under 10 interceptions. He was an elite player on what was overall an abysmal team. Now, you look at a player like that and understanding that 2021, Deshaun Watson did not take a snap, but you're looking at that and you're putting that in with a player like Amari Cooper. You're giving him a running game like he has never had with the Houston Texans. You were giving him an offensive line like he never had in his time with the Houston Texans. And defensively, this should be a defense. And, you know, Houston, there was some time when Deshaun was there. You had J.J. Watt, you had Jadavian Clowney, but you didn't have players 
like Denzel Ward. You didn't have a safety with the potential of a John Johnson III. You didn't have linebackers like Anthony Walker and certainly the potential of a Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. So you went and you took an elite caliber on-field quarterback and you were putting him with a roster that you feel is not only built to compete in 2022, you feel it is able to win in 2022 and win big and win further going down the road. Garrett, there was no more paramount move. The Browns made a bunch of good moves this offseason. But the move to go acquire Deshaun Watson, and we're going to get to this as Deshaun's going to be part of these first two segments today about what we learned about this team. This team felt that it needed the guy at the quarterback position. There's only a handful of them in the league, Garrett, and they went out and they got one. This was this was, was huge uh, for the Cleveland Browns. And, and anytime you talk to somebody, one of the things that they tell you and will continue to tell you is they'll, they'll try to, there's a large uh, degree of the population that really, really still felt like Baker Mayfield, given everything, uh, all things considered, could have led the Browns to, um, could have led the Browns to where they wanted to go, which is a Super Bowl, or to even get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. But one of the things that became painfully obvious to a lot of different individuals was it just go back and look at the, at the times where the Cleveland Browns would have the football at the end of the game, uh, twice against Kansas City. Um, we talk about those, those interceptions, the one interception. It looks like he's just trying to, um, you know, get the throw the ball away. There's nothing there. Uh, it's early on in in the uh, in the series. You're looking at it like, okay, it, it's first and ten. Uh, you can live to, to fight another day. Let's just go ahead and throw the ball out of bounds and keep it moving. Baker Mayfield gets tripped, and instead of him just saying, all right, well, let me – I know I'm off balance. I might not have enough arm to get the ball out of bounds. Let me just go ahead and eat this one. Instead, he throws the ball, pops up in the air, interception, game over. Uh, you know, there's been countless times when the Cleveland Browns had the football with an opportunity to win, and Baker Mayfield had one of the worst completion percentages in the league, one of the – you know, one of the worst – uh, you know, uh, you know, accurate quarterbacks in, in those circumstances and not even just that, just not knowing what the down and distance and how you needed to go about, you know, winning those football games. So when, when you watch it and you watch Joe Burrow and then you watch Justin Herbert and then you come back and you see Mac Jones and, and the Patriots put put 40 some odd points on you and, and Baker throws for 70 yards uh, at that at that point in time. The Browns made their decision that they needed a quarterback. And when you look at quarterbacks and elite quarterbacks, usually those quarterbacks do not come open in their, their prime of their career and are available to have. So when people talk about that, when people will, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on this a little bit later, when that happens, you're going to have to use some capital. You're going to have to give, give them a contract. You're going to have a lot to use a lot of resources because what you're doing is you're paying for the fact that you skipped on them once. See, we, we could have had Deshaun Watson to begin with, right? But we passed <laughs> over him, right? This is, this is you, now you got to pay the piper. You could have had him before. So when you skip over and this is just the, the price of doing business, you missed once. Guess what? The price today yesterday's price is not today's price. We've heard that over and over again. And today's price for Deshaun Watson, a guy that's a top 10 quarterback that can get you to the promised land, the price is a little steeper. So that the Browns identified that need and they needed to go do what they needed to go do. 
you bring in Deshaun Watson, and I think as you so eloquently mentioned, you know, guys like this do not normally become available at any point during their career. Um, obviously, Deshaun Watson, with what went on and transpired as far as the you know the off field and the civil allegations, is what's led to you know Deshaun Watson being available and the Cleveland Browns ultimately jumping on the opportunity to bring in a player with Deshaun's skill set here. Um, you with Baker, look, there were times where, you know, Baker was essentially not the issue. Um, and you know, that I, for one, and, you know, look, I, I, I'll stand and always be a Baker guy. I understand the movement. I'm not going to sit here and say that Deshaun Watson is not a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Cause I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, but they made this move, but there certainly were instances where you needed Baker to, and play at an elite level. And Garrett obviously highlighted an instance or two where it just didn't come to fruition. And sometimes, you know, you get yourself into the biggest situation and whatever you did for the first 55 minutes, 56 minutes, 58 minutes can get thrown out the window. It's about what you can do in that now moment. Um, and this is certainly what Deshaun Watson's ultimately going to be um, judged on on his time here with the Browns. It's going to be what he can do in the big moment. But there were times where Baker came up sadly a little bit short, um, left some W's on the field. Um, it certainly, you know, it certainly hurts that Baker is being moved on from when we know he didn't play in 2021 at a hundred percent, but the Browns look at the end of the day, that's not going to hold jobs that, you know, that we're still going to be employed. Oh, well, you know, he wasn't a hundred percent. Well, you guys didn't make the playoffs. You made the playoffs the year before. This is the, you know, this is how the NFL is run. It is a what did you do now business. And the Browns felt for them the best way to get this team back to the heights it should be at. And everyone will agree with that. 2021 should have been a playoff season. Even with Baker's injuries, he could have played it a little bit tighter, a little bit closer to the best, and still found a way to get this team to the playoffs. But this team felt they needed a league quarterback. They went out. They got an elite quarterback. When we get to see said elite quarterback, obviously still waiting to be heard. Um, we're going to switch it up here. And the commitment of what the Browns made to Deshaun Watson is probably a testimony to the work Andrew Barry feels he has done in two years as general manager of this team and leaving just one big gaping gaping hole that he felt to address. We will be back here uh, just a second here. Jeff Lloyd, G. Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including what would have been the NHL Stanley Cup and, of course, Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jeff Lloyd, G. Bush back in the building. First of all, first and foremost, we talked about it in the beginning of the episode. We want to thank every single person out there who, who pulled up, showed up, and showed out. Um, checked out our last blog over, you know, almost to 13,000 views. That's the type of energy we like. That's the type of interaction. And that's what we expected when we get into the season, man. 
Um, you know, so that 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 definitely motivates us to continue to give y'all the best content out there. Thirteen thousand on the nose, Garrett, and one thousand uh, five hundred. Uh, yes, one point five. So everybody, we appreciate you tremendously. So Lou, we good in there, man. So uh, definitely make sure if you're not part of the movement yet, it's okay. The train has not left the station. Season ain't here yet. Training camp is coming up, but we ask you hit that hit that like button. Hit that notification bell and subscribe to the channel. And that way, every time we drop a video, you ain't missing nothing. It comes right to your right to your phone, right to your, your smart tablet, right to uh, your television or your YouTube account. And continue to support us uh, on, on everywhere you get the platform uh, in, in terms of podcasts. And we, we salute you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much. Jeff, let's get into uh, a situation where... We kind of talked about it last segment when you're looking at why the Browns had to make the move to get Deshaun Watson. Now let's talk about what they gave up. Um, you know, th this has been a, a very uh, a tough sticking point for the people that are in the Browns community. Um, when you talked about the suspension and when you even mentioned the suspension, the first thing that comes up is they gave him this amount of money, which is the guaranteed contract, and they, they gave up all these first-round picks. Now, for me... I'm not a person who's enamored by picks. I, I'm just not. Um, I understand they're a necessary evil, um, but if you're coveting draft picks, that means chances are your team's not very good. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, uh, teams like that, the New England Patriots, uh, you, you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers, those teams are always consistently drafting in the 20s. Uh, always 25, 26, 27. Um, some they, they have their first round pick, but what they do and reason the reason why those teams are still good and successful is they most likely hit on some of those guys, right? But it's not the first round picks where those teams get good and great at is they hit on the third rounders, they hit on the fourth rounders, they hit on, on hit on the undrafted free agents. And so, yes, it gives yourself a better opportunity to be able to pick in the first round, but you do 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 need to hit on those those later round guys. That's what makes your roster elite because you can't count on somebody in their 20s all the time being an impact guy. And so when you give up those draft picks to get a, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I look at it like this. We've been getting first-round picks, multiple first-round picks, and we've been getting Justin Gilbert to the world, uh, Trent Richardson. <laughs> we've been getting uh, Kiki Mingo, uh, 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 Mingo at, at, at picks, Danny Shelton, Cam Irving. We've been getting Johnny Manziel. We've been getting guys like that with the first overall pick. And you're going to tell me how important they are, and it's just life-changing. Sometimes we didn't have two first-round picks, and we still couldn't figure it out. The most important position is that quarterback. The most important position is the guy that's taking the ball behind center, making audibles, making adjustments, getting the ball in the fourth quarter and moving around. What, what, hey, listen, that's like you telling me, hey, man, I sure got a nice body of a car. You ain't got an engine. Well, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you could have a Corvette chassis and a Lamborghini shell on the outside. If you ain't got no engine to drive and move that car, that car going to be sitting right in the back of your house and the neighbor's going to start saying, Hey, could you get that? Can you get that out the driveway? This is unsightly. You bring the property value down. And the Browns <laughs> understood that very clearly and went ahead and got them a car that actually had an engine and all the other nice bells and whistles as well. 
See, and this is, you know, now you look at this from, you know, two years now, full, two full seasons for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. Um, when you take over an organization, what is the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go to the roster. What do we have? What do we don't have? They established very early. Miles Garrett, boom, big, fat, five-year extension. You are a cornerstone piece of this organization, young man. We're not going to fool ourselves. Um, the fifth-year option. Baker Mayfield uh, was picked up, but Baker Mayfield was never extended. Um, certainly a large, large talking point. Running back, Nick Chubb, analytic front office. Um, maybe running backs not on the top of the, you know, top of the, you know, tier as far as you know, keeping that player around. Nick Chubb is a running back. Nick Chubb is also a team leader. Team Nick Chubb is also a role model that you want every player in that building to conduct themselves as so. Um, he gets extended. You start to get the ability where top flight free agents are interested in coming to your team. John Johnson was the number one free agent safety. Jadavian Clowney was the number one pass rusher, if not, you know, in the talks of the number one pass rusher available. Um, you go through, uh, you were able to bring in a guy like Jack Conklin was the number one right tackle available that year. You had players like Wyatt Taylor and Joe Batonio. You establish how great they are. You extend them. You have put your due diligence to every other spot on the roster. You've drafted fairly well to this point as an organization, but you don't have what you need at quarterback. And here's the issue there. The Browns were going to be good enough with Baker Mayfield that it was always going to keep them outside the top 10 of the NFL draft, which was going to make it impossible to maneuver up to get their guy. But the other thing was with the roster this established – you can't necessarily gamble that you go up and maybe you get Sam Darnold or you get Baker Mayfield, hoping maybe you're getting Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you had to find this guy who was proven in the league and he was going to cost you a ton, three first round picks. Well, guess what? I don't know. Normally we could say right now, and we've done this for years, Garrett, as the Browns. All right, you're going into the season, but we already know we need this, 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 and this. For next season, we haven't even plowed a down in this season yet. That's not the case anymore with the Browns. The only spot where you would say is, wow, we could really probably get a significant upgrade position-wise here is quarterback. So if that means you're going to mortgage the next few years, if that means it's $238 million guaranteed, and look, if Deshaun Watson comes in here and plays like he is supposed to play and does everything he's supposed to do at the quarterback position, Nobody is ever going to blink an eye again at two, the mention of $238 million guaranteed. This is what good quarterbacks will make over the next five seasons. If he is that guy, nobody's ever going to blink an eye at the fact that he was paid $238 million guaranteed to do so. And it could even get to a point where three years in, it could be even more and a contract extension coming to that point. It was an all-in move for what was the most biggest glaring hole on the roster, Garrett. And I argue it all the time. Jay Crawford says, hey, you know, if, if he doesn't win on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, we talk about it all the time. If he doesn't win, G. Bush, this was an all-in move. They gave him the guaranteed contract. They gave him, you know, they got to win a Super Bowl. And I always tell him, I say, look, see, what you don't understand, Jay, is this is the price of doing business. For so many years, we've never even been in the mix. We've never been in the room. You know how, you know, back in the day, I used to go around and do, you know, I, I was a club guy myself going in these clubs and the dance clubs and going to see the ladies. And you know what they always used to say? 
They say, hey, ladies, is it hey, ladies 21 and over free, and we're gonna give you some free drinks at 11 o'clock, right? <laughs> Guys, 25 and over. You know why they used to do that? 25 and over, and they make you pay because. They want the right type of people and atmosphere in there. Hey, they want guys that's going to be in there that's going to act right. If you're 25 and you didn't pay $40 to get in and you didn't wait in line, you ain't going to start no trouble because you want to get in there and see some of these young ladies. You want, you're not going to be out here throwing stuff and acting a fool because you already got a lot of money invested. You got time invested. And you like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to come in here and have a good time. That's the price of doing business. And the Cleveland Browns, realize that hey it's just money at the end of the day if i'm gonna pay anybody i'm gonna make sure i get the quarterback position together and that's the price of doing business the browns are now in that room and that room is hey we are contenders on any given sunday we can beat you we could beat anybody in the league and we're not scared about nothing and that's exactly where we are today you make that move to be the ultimate you know, competitor, ultimate competition in the AFC. You look at Kansas City. You look at Buffalo. You look at the Los Angeles Chargers. You look at teams that are said to be the upper echelon of the AFC. And for almost every single one of them, it's a top-level quarterback. The Browns committed what they had to commit to feel that there's one spot that the Browns didn't really get a fair crack at addressing the quarterback position with the position, you know, they were in with Baker Mayfield, you know, when they took this team over and the fact that Baker gave them positive rewards in 2020, but from 2020, they felt they needed to go elite. They went elite and they didn't care the price it cost them. We are going to uh, switch it up here. Last topic we're going to get to here. Um, with the spirit of 4th of July, and hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, family, friends, barbecues, all that type of stuff. But look, it, it, it's a Tuesday, folks. It, we got to get back to work. Cleveland Browns training camp, 22 days away. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, latest locked on Browns. Everybody knows about the good folks over at Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your car an EX or an LX? Does it have a V6, a V8? Does it have a turbo? And wait while the guy behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and certainly in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. It's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over two decades. Their prices are reliably low, and they are for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know Garrett and I sent you their way. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush. Make sure you follow me at GBush91. Make sure you follow Jeff at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. And make sure you're following the Locked on Browns podcast. Another great way to watch and, and get the podcast that we drop is we go ahead and put it right up there on the Locked on Browns podcast um, Twitter page. You can just click on that, listen to it uh, at your leisure. So there's, there's always kind of great ways to find us, whether that be on 
uh, on Twitter, whether that's on YouTube or whether that's on traditional podcasts. Make sure you do that and make sure and thank you for making us your first stop every single day. Locked on Browns podcast. Now, Jeff, one of the things we just have 4th of July and we like to do themes. And uh, one thing is fireworks, right? Fireworks is a, is a staple of this country um, from children to, uh, you know, older Americans to families. Everyone enjoys some fireworks getting down, maybe sitting on the blanket, maybe drinking a, a beverage or two, and you're just having a good time. But not only do civilians like it in the NFL, they, they like fireworks too. And guys that can get, that can change the game and go zero to a hundred real quick. Those are the guys that provide the fireworks. And we're going to talk a little bit in this section about guys on the team that may provide that spark for the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to go not no other to uh, Jakeem Grant. When you, when you look at it, one of the things that the Browns have been missing is a guy that can consistently get them some punt return yards. I think I think we've been we've been lacking uh, tremendously since we you had Josh Cribbs. Josh Cribbs, when it came to returning the ball and playing special teams and kick returns, punt returns, he was the best part of our team. Um, and you go back to those special team Browns when we were horrible, but you you could count on one thing: our special teams was ready to go between a guy like uh, Josh Cribbs and a guy like Phil Dawson. We knew we could kick in any weather, and we knew that we could possibly um, score touchdowns or get, get great, great field position when you're dealing with getting punts with Josh Cribbs. Jakeem Grant is one of the guys that I think is going to be uh, a, a major upgrade at this position. Think about it. We had, uh, and no disrespect to Jarvis, I think Jarvis is a tremendous player. I and, mean, you know, it really has done his thing in this league for a long time. But he's not what we would call the most electrifying guy back there. We had got we had a guy back there going back to, to catch punts. Jabril Peppers, he was a, a glorified fair catch guy. You know, we haven't had a guy that was able to catch the football, secure the football, not only catch it but get up and field, and then when he gets in the open field, be electric. I'll get. I'll, I'll actually. I'll ref- let me take that back. Josh Cribbs, and then Travis Benjamin. Travis nice. Benjamin, when he was here, he had that ability. I think Jakeem Grant is a guy that they're going to use there. And I wouldn't mind seeing him, once again, reverses. Use him like they uh, use him like they use Nicole Harton in, uh, in Kansas City. Jet sweeps, uh, you know, stuff in the rounds, quick bubble screens to get a couple yards, tunnel screens, all that good stuff. Hey, use that speed uh, anywhere you can on the offense on on uh, special teams, so I think he's a firework, a firecracker, and a guy that can get out in the open and be electrified. Who do you got? Now, the first thing I think about this, and you know, when I think about fireworks, and you know, you get the amateurs. Look, like there's the town fireworks, there's the county fireworks, but then there's like the night before the town fireworks, a couple of nights after, where you're hearing it outside your window. My two pit bulls <laughs> literally clinging for life because they cannot stand the noise. There's not enough CBD dog treats we can give them. But what do you hear? Boom. Boom. Now, you think about Jakeem Grant. There was a game last year. You know, Jakeem was uh, Jakeem was playing for the Bears. Packers had no answer for him. Here you go in, you game plan for all this stuff, and you get beat by Jakeem Grant. Granted, it, it's not the way it's supposed to go. Um, but returns, uh, you know, a couple of passes over the middle, and, you know, you just have Jakeem Grant. And when you can do these type of plays – 
whether it's reverses and or just a little skinny drag over the middle, and you can get the ball in the player in the hands of a player like Jakeem Grant, it essentially becomes a simulation of a kickoff return or a punt return. He's got the ball, he's got some open space in front of him, and now it's just God given athletic ability and speed. But when I was putting together this segment, the first thing I'm thinking of, and, and I, I took some plays from last year, the opening series against Cincinnati last year. Cincinnati's going down the field. Here we go again. Oh, Odell's gone. We think it's going to be better for the Browns. Oh, no. Cincinnati's taking it. And what do you get? Boom. 99-yard interception return from your star cornerback, Denzel Ward. So what did that tell? That basically the entire team So all right, you know what? Maybe this season hasn't got like we thought it was, but maybe here we go. We are back on track. You go to Miles Garrett uh, against Baltimore Ravens. Strip sack, fumble recovery, touchdown at home. A game that the Browns absolutely had to have at the time. Nick Chubb, there's been several runs throughout his career. 2018, the Atlanta Falcons down the red sideline, ended up splitting the hash marks, you know, 70 yards. The Baltimore Raven run in 2019 that took the team to two and two. It was a desperate win they needed to have down the right sidelines, just literally crushed the Ravens. These are boom plays. These are boom factors. And having these type of players who can provide this type of ability, and you have that at a running back position. We think we have it with Amari Cooper, but if not, Don- Donovan Peoples-Jones may not be the finale firework, but like he's one of those ones in the middle that booms pretty loud. You know, you go to with the big one against Cincinnati last year, certainly catching the Hail Mary against the Cardinals, keeping that game close at the time going into half. You certainly have it with the Denzel Ward. We think we have it with a player like Greg Newsom. We think the safeties are going to be able to give that type of impact. But you need a, a boom every now and then. And when that again, when I put this all together. The first one that stood out was Denzel Ward in that 99-yard interception return in Cincinnati because you just need somebody that's like, you know, and there's the old adage of, you know, when you're standing there, whether, you're, you know, you're a defense player, offensive player, watching the other side on the field, or even the coaches, what do you hear? Somebody make a play. Somebody make a play. Somebody make a play. Boom. Somebody made a play. And the Browns roster, this the way it is constructed now, there are several guys, and even if it's only once in a game, they can provide the ultimate difference, Garrett. Exactly. Exactly. Those splash plays are plays that that are signified of teams um, that can play. You know, when you get splash plays like that, you don't have to play your best. Remember the game where Eric Metcalf returned those two punts against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers a couple years about about 30 years ago. It was electrifying. Actually, you know, we spoke to Eric on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and he talked about how he was injured going into that game. Uh, and, and but he played because he knew that they needed him. If you watch that game, the Browns offense gave you nothing the whole entire game. The defense, you know, held held tight, but they they couldn't get, get any points on the board. They couldn't move the football. But those splash plays kept the Browns in it and actually eventually put the Browns over top with Eric Metcalf and returning those punts. That's what the Cleveland Browns need to be a, a, a team that's feared and well-rounded moving into this uh, 2022 season. We've got a lot to get to here. Um, we've got about three weeks until the Browns officially open in camp, uh, training camp, July 27th. Um, we need an ultimate decision here on what's going on with Sean Watson so the Browns can literally say, all right, here is what we're planning to do with 2022 training camp. I'm sure for them it's got to be difficult right now. I know Kevin Stefanski. We all know the way he's set up. I'm sure there is a plan A. 
There's probably a plan B if it's this amount of games. There's a plan C if it's this amount of games. I'm sure they have it in place, but I'm sure they would love to know which binder is going to be the ultimate one they're going to use for the way the structure of the 2020 training, 2022 training camp is set up. He is Garrett Bush, a part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Certainly the barbershop Saturday mornings on 92.3 The Fam. Uh, Garrett keeps crushing it day in, day out. Make sure you follow and checking out all the work at GBush91. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Uh, whether it is Spotify, whether it's iTunes, your favorite podcast platform, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Locked On Browns podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews uh, on YouTube now. Um, uh, oh, I think it's 1,500 subscribers at this point. Uh, couldn't be more appreciative. Um, and the fact that we dropped that episode, it was probably Friday afternoon going into 4th of July weekend. Um, I actually texted Garrett a couple of times Friday night. I'm like, dude, have you even looked at – I mean, just absolutely blew up. And to get you know 13,000 viewers over one of the busiest party weekends of you know any calendar year, just amazing. We appreciate everybody who's you know along for the ride, all the support, all the following – Oh, it's been a heck of a ride. Um, as always, you know, uh, certainly, certainly excited. Certainly, certainly not satisfied. We're just going to continue to give you guys the best content we possibly can, day in, day out, week in, week out, and going further. So make sure you, of course, or subscribe to the Locked On Browns page on YouTube. Um, all of that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>